0: The whole situation is rather unusual.
1: Yeah, understatement of the decade.
0: Sticks and stones may break our bones, but nothing will ever destroy this laboratory, I'm afraid.
1: Oh, unfortunately not, as it's starting to become painfully obvious.
0: I might as well disclose to our listeners where I'm located. Well, I'm in the middle of a lake right now, so you can't blame me for not coming up with creative ways to make this podcast interesting in some ways.
1: No, 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 no! I can, I can always blame you for everything. as as can our listeners, and they should. Like, if, if there's anything you want to want to take home from the from this product, it's blame Kody for everything that is wrong.
0: Yeah, and if you think something is wrong, I will just uh...
1: <laughs> Com- completely ignore ignore it and fo- follow your own headstrong path.
0: Yeah. So, if you have any creative uh, differences against the direction that I'm taking, I'm going to be very democratic and hit you with a paddle. Welcome to the that, follow
1: That's uh, is actually very much keeping in tone with with our now starting lineup of films, which are which is once again Asian movies.
0: Yeah. How did this happen, Henrik? We are here once again in South Korea. Well, anyway. This is some kind of a topical event uh, as the Peninsula from 2020 has just appeared in theaters as the year happens to be 2020. And we're going to be going through this whole three movie trilogy ish saga from Yon Sang Ho, the director who created Train to Busan. Peninsula being its kind of sequel, yes, but it's not like uh, directly connected to Train to Busan apart from the zombie outbreak. It might be just that, uh, dear listeners, you're going to get a dose of new cinema every once in a while now in this podcast, since we have actually started this little new cinema lineup with the 101st episode with the Syksyn jälkeen saapuu
1: episode. And yeah, there will be spring as the English title went, and this is how gone very smoothly ignores and forgets the fact that we did also cover the 2018 Halloween film when it came out, which is something that Karje still tries to hide in his basement of shame and never bring up.
0: Yeah, that happened. Now though, we are catching up with our zombie flicks. I'm not a zombie flick fan, as Henrik very well knows, but now we are touching it with actually three movies. It's going to be a little bit different from the George A. Romero direction where we have very slow walking zombies as uh, the Yongsang Ho version is uh, slightly sped up of that.
1: At, at times, at, at times. I, I Because because one of the main things I noticed when watching today's Freak Soul Station is, is that the goddamn brain dead jackasses can't quite decide are they going to walk or are they going to run.
0: And they can't decide if they're going to close any doors or not. Mostly not.
1: Yeah, and they they can't quite decide, are they going to, you know, make that, that, that zombie flesh wall thing and break through the windows and some such, or are they not gonna do that? Right. And if any of the if our any if any of our listeners are currently wondering what is all that background noise <laughs> that you are hearing, that's Carrie who is paddling his small ringedingy rowboat, because being a film podcaster it. Come to pass that Kare no longer any anymore no longer has the right to set a foot on on the Finnish soil. So you know the dude has to ha, has to record his end from from the actual sea. God damn it! This was supposed to be a simulated
0: zombie outbreak. Can I
1: <laughs> not play
0: any role-playing games here every once
1: in a while? You forest role-playing hippy boy. <laughs> Well, you, you know, to, to think about the positives here in, in in your situation, if the polar ice caps ever truly like melt one hundred percent and and the, our life all of a sudden become starts to resemble Kevin Costner sci-fi flick, you you kind of a, you have one up on me in, in that case. <laughs> as as long as that doesn't happen, I'm the one who actually manages still to live. In a house, and you are living in I I don't know some kind of a boat tent that you set up. Well, I guess this is one episode too early because in Train to Busan,
0: we get a glimpse at this claustrophobic snowpiercer setup where you're stuck in some kind of a structure or vehicle from something
1: that is threatening you from the outside. Yeah, that that we are missing. But but then again then again, we we are talking about Soul Station, which which is a film that deals with homelessness, and that's a situation that Cory can relate. <laughs> well,
0: touche. Henrik has been taking some ammunition here as well, so
1: it's <laughs> totally valid.
0: Okay. It, it's not really a direct prequel, but you can see it as that if you use a lot of imagination of
1: course. You, you can see it partly. I don't feel that the film directly links up with Train to Busan. the point where where, the, where where Soul Station is going for, and where it ends i i would almost make the case that that's a, a kind of a different point in in the zombie epidemic than what is what is the moment where the train where train to busan starts
0: yeah so this is a first south korean zombie franchise uh, first shown uh, on the 2016 edinburgh international film festival this entry this is more of a prologue, I guess the word would go.
1: This is something I I I give it that much. I don't really know what this is.
0: Yoon Sang Ho is no stranger to animated film, of course. In fact, he started his career with those. He directed the King of Pigs in twenty eleven, uh, his first feature length, which was a kind of a social commentary for about bullying to which he contributed some of his own experiences with that subject, subject matter. So, once again, it's uh, this uh, some kind of outside force, some bullying coming from a certain direction. And in The Fake from 2013, it was a critique of organized religion. Here, the bullying coming from the religion. And tonight, it's pretty much uh, the state itself.
1: It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's... It, it gets messy. It, 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 Soul Station gets extremely messy when it comes to its subject matter, which is homelessness. I, I, I guess if you would have to find kind of a quote unquote the bully in in Soul Station, it would be like you mentioned the state or or society. But like, like I said, it it, it gets messy. These
0: three animated films, certainly the first two here, The King of Pigs and The Fake, these are what the, brought this director to prominence and uh, The King of Pigs was the first Korean animated film which was invited to Cannes Film Festival. There's a lot of film themes that we could talk about. We have Yo sung yong playing So-kyu, or the so-called father of the film and one of the most famous character actors in Korea. And we have Shim Gyeong playing Heson, this girl, a highly successful child actress previously, and has starred in a woman-centered comedy film, Sunny, which helped to break some stereotypes regarding woman-centered films that apparently couldn't break box office, but this proved people wrong. It did. Pretty well, yeah. 7 million admissions in Korea. She also acted in Masquerade from 2012. It's kind of a comedic uh, depiction of a king who has a double ganger, who takes over the kinging duties. Yoon's latest movie is Psychokinesis Kinesis from 2018, in which she also starred. And she has some musical abilities, plays drums in her band Chicken Candy. And does Taekwondo. Then we have Ichin-son playing the bespectacled Giung the boy. And in real life he's an actor, singer and a DJ, and a former boy band member from the MBLAQ or Music Boys live or live in absolute quality. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry <laughs> that's so tacky. <laughs> Apparently he also uh, has also played in Iris 2, the TV series which follows in the footsteps of the movie Shiri, but I have no reco- recollection of the actor in it. We start with the homeless man being beaten. Kind of about like getting straight to the point people stare, no one cares. The one who decides to help the man turns away when he realizes that he's a homeless person with a stench. And people walk why nobody's really helping around the Seoul station, known in real life, <clears throat> for being kind of a the end station, if you will, of people less fortunate in life.
1: Yeah, so w- when it comes to the South Korean homelessness, which is pretty drastic, there is over the, uh, 13,000 homeless in in South Korea. That's that makes something like 2.73 homeless per citizen in South Korea. And and Seoul has the much mat- majority of of these people. Uh, Approximately uh, 66. Percent of all homeless people of South Korea are living in Seoul, and these people, the Seoul Station is is one of those go-to, is the go-to place to to get nightly shelter and and stay over the night. The perhaps the second largest concentration of of homeless, most likely being Busan, which houses something like 20 percent of of South Korea's homeless uh, homeless population. So in with, with that yeah it's it's quite, quite topical to locate your film in Seoul and Seoul station. It, and this is one of the main instances I would say. The the where well, the first half an hour 20 minutes of the film is the moment that best ties in with that th- uh, film's main theme, that being the homeless people of Seoul.
0: Yeah, there is this uh, juxtapose of affluence and poverty and inciting cruelty and pain for those less fortunate. And well, as, as we see, though, the zombie outbreak kind of acting as an equalizer to an extent...
1: It is, it is, and, and with the zombie outbreak in in this movie, uh, since it starts amidst the homeless population, and from there it kind of grows and starts to more, more and more engulf the rest of South Korea, and and in in process of doing so, it also becomes a threat to to those who are economically and financially financially more well off. So there, there is kind of this eat the rich message that that the film carries over with its zombie outbreak. There is
0: an uh, it's a surprising level of disregard for the homeless and uh, apparently it is a real issue in South Korea which is the intention of the director to really raise on pedestal as the subject matter of the film.
1: Yeah, the, the homeless situation in South Korea is something that really is being predicted to rise, especially in, in the form of elderly poverty and through poverty, homelessness. So most likely something that might happen in, in the near future of South Korea is that there might be a, a, a spike of new elderly homeless as basically the the South Korean economy is is leaving its elderly behind. At the moment, the economy has been somewhat slowing. I, I I'm not entirely sure if now 2020 once again momentarily picking up speed, but South Korean economy isn't hasn't exactly been you know the the onwards moving steam engine of of capitalism that it somehow has been perceived as. There's also the second factor that feeds into this pos- possible problem of elderly po- poverty is something that is felt as, as a social change where the younger generation will no longer carry and takes care of their elders once, the, once, those el- once they become old enough that they can no longer work and otherwise make money and su- sustain themselves but they now would be more and more tied to their homes
0: there's also the class division that we slightly covered on the kind of a trivial societal issues or also become meaningless because the survival fight or flight mode kicks in the kind of a you have the societal abundance and flourishing or what's the correct word for it we we allow for non-essential products and services to exist, and um, it's always kind of rewarding to see when we see the onset of an outbreak of zombie kind. For example, and it shuts down non-essential entertainment ventures such as strip clubs or dog's beauty competitions or what have you.
1: Or like you've seen in real life with with COVID-19 it actually just makes ma- makes those u- useless and often times senseless time killers that much more m- important and mean, meaningful to people
0: yeah the zombie trope there's a quote about the zombie trope from Cinema Axis, who said, The zombie trope is used to show the discrimination within society and also serves as an effective metaphor for the class division in South Korea. Yoon is well known for his oper- observations on class and society from his previous animated films, and a group of working and middle-class survivors learn just how much they weigh against the maintaining order, which is not at all. There's also the police state argument, police brutality, Government militarization and the incompetence or apathy of authority, and we see this as when the police force takes over as uh, kind of a, I believe what is taking place is now some kind of a martial law that is authorized, and uh, they all of the people, regardless of their social classes, are in between the zombies and the police
1: yeah well, most but to be more specific, they are that in one alley
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's the beginning of the outbreak
1: it's a it, it is it is something i I don't know what exactly, and I'm not entirely sure that the film knows either
0: you're right, you're right, it's not clear exactly what what this film wants to say. this is bothering me throughout the film. it has this seemingly Disconnected uh, ideas that George A. Romero and the like have already portrayed with more success. Here it's like we have, for example, the reddish glowing uh, church cross that we see in several establishing or big city-level cityscape shots. And it's not really there to do anything, in, in my opinion, except to say, well, yeah, well religion is something that was not able to stop this terrible force from ravaging the city or you can see it as a connection to <coughs> the director's previous movies which is probably
1: more the case yeah my i i was wrestling with the movie quite a lot when i first saw it for the first time this being the the first instance that i even acquaintance with, with the film, I didn't even know that Soul Station existed before we started to do the episode and it became part of the background work. But I, I, after my work, first viewing, I, I spent quite a lot of time trying to wrap my head around the question, why did this not really work for me? Because I, I saw here, you know, uh a lot of a lot of things that that should immediately make this a movie for me there there, there was the homelessness and there was the uh, societal critique and and all all such but for some reason the film just didn't click. and the, the realization i came to was that in the end the film kind of doesn't say anything and, yeah, yeah. and i'm i'm even uncertain Does the film even know what it wants to say? Because when when it comes to the societal critique, when it comes to the homelessness and and all other aspects that the film is supposed to touch upon, I kind of saw it that the film only, it, it takes the images. It shows you a homeless person and then it doesn't do anything with it. It shows you the, the military, military sized police and, and the army getting involved in with, with catastrophic results. Doesn't do anything with that. It, it shows you the working class people alongside with the homeless characters. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do anything with that. It, it it gives you gives you the images, it gives you the situations, but nothing ever leads into well well anything. It, it's just like well here's a homeless person and here's a working class person and they share space. You're right so right. kind of asking yeah, and then what what happens? Where does this lead into? And the only answer that the film has to give to you is you know well zombie horde appears.
0: Yeah, exactly. It has themes of religion, at least to, the, in the sense of the cross, and the poverty and the military and uh, societal um, struggles, and I don't really see anything happening to these elements either, e- except, you know, we see the zombies as some, as some kind of a, as said, equalizing force, and well, then what? So what?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and equalizing force in in what regard? Yeah, like what 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 do the zombies actually do in the film in the end? Outside of the possible, you know, eat the rich metaphor, like do the two classes now now come together? Does does the middle class and and the poor start to work together? Is there some kind kind of a Empathy that that grows amidst the middle class towards the poor. Does that happen? Does the poor and middle class together start to hate the, the super rich of South Korea? <laughs> kind of nothing fucking happens.
0: Yeah, it does seem like uh, like many uh, reviewers have have stated that it kind of seems like it's some kind of a testing ground before the real thing that is trained to Busan. But uh, even if you juxtapose this with the director's previous animes, like, plot-wise, what it wants to say, we, we have, well, institutionalized oppression in the forms of schools or churches. Here, I don't, I don't know what we, what we have. Like, what are we supposed to reflect the zombies onto? Like, it's a collection of random events with nothing in particular connecting them except the hunt for the girl.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you, you say that there's nothing connecting them, and I would go as far as say that there really is not even that much of a plot to connect them. No, and I
0: think it's okay that there is, like, a, not a big revelatory plot at the end it still kind of comes together not exactly with the you know underlying themes if there are really any but the you know the characters come to an end literally
1: well the characters kind of quotation marks because i i didn't see much of a characters here either they they are one dimensional to, to be polite someone could say that you know cut out of cardboard they're <sighs> you you have a girl who can't use a phone and cries constantly mm. you you have the elderly guy who is is homeless and gets a bullet to the head you have the boyfriend character who is a complete piece of shit and spends the rest of the movie in in a in some asshole's car trying to phone the girl and then you have the dad character of the film, who is the one driving the car? And you I, you don't you don't really. I would say you don't really have much of a character with this, in lack of a better word, character.
0: Yeah, the so-called father f- figure, <laughs> the pimp, is the driving force of the blood and at the same time, his actions don't really make any sense to me or why are you trying to collect the, the pay or, or the debt from the girl during a goddamn zombie outbreak
1: yeah yeah like to, to, to spoil the the mega twist of the film right off the gate this is this is the main twist of the movie and where the entire film is kind of a building up towards two in in the final minutes it turns out that the, the dad who has been who has claimed to be looking for his daughter for for the running the runtime of the film is actually the girl's pimp yeah. <laughs> that, that that's the major twist of the movie and why the pimp is so concerned about about the one girl it's like you said, it doesn't quite make the sense. There is the notion being raised that the girl has has stolen an X amount of money from the pimp or borrowed or, or done something. There is supposed to be some money somewhere. How much and where is never made clear. But that that's what the pimp is supposed to be all about. He wants to find the girl to get the money back.
0: Possibly but, such a huge amount of money that apparently you could buy some fancy housing with that, as he states at the end. Or if every 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 girl of her, his would behave the same way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or something. It's 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 enough money that the dude is willing to risk a zombie outbreak <laughs> to, <laughs> just to get the money back and risk his um, life constantly to get the money back. And you you didn't like I, I don't even know where the money went because when the film starts, the girl and and her boyfriend are supposed to be be flat ass broke to a point where they can't pay a rent and the asshole boyfriend is already uh, considering pimping her, uh, pimping his girlfriend out to make at least some money. So I, I guess nobody has money. So how much money was stolen?
0: And there's been a couple of reviewers who have stated that this is a kind of a return to decentralization, or centering on the actual outbreak, not so much centering on the the bold and the beautiful aspect like, for example, The Walking Dead seems to do, it's just using, you know, the zombies as some kind of a background prop a motivation to move on to the next setup something, or how to describe it in a proper way, but you know, the, the, here also the main focus, as well, it's the zombies, but also the driving force of the story is getting the money back, or so-called father meeting this daughter of his.
1: Yeah, and and it doesn't really even work as a as a you know strong. Outbreak movie, in my opinion, because you don't actually learn anything about the outbreak. This film. The film starts with the old homeless guy already being bitten. Like, like, the dude is bleeding and and near death when the movie starts. That that's the very first image of the movie. Is the old homeless guy bleeding from his neck and he has the pipe. So where did that come from? How did the outbreak start? Nobody knows. How, how did the outbreak proceed? Well, you don't actually see that either because you are stuck with, you know, with the girl and, and the pimp daddy. And they just, you know, go to places where zombies already are. So you don't see... Once, once the film leaves the Seoul station, you don't actually see how the outbreak spreads and starts to engulf Seoul. And you don't also see where the outbreak is supposed to end, because, well, once again, spoilers. Uh, be, before anybody can actually do anything that drastic concerning the outbreak, all the characters die and the film ends.
0: Yeah, so in that sense, it's kind of an unfinished story, unless you jump to train to Busan and kind of get, get your sort of continuation kicks out from there
1: yeah and and Busan doesn't work as a as a direct sequel to, to soul station so <laughs> <laughs> you are you are kind of a left dangling in the wind when well, it, when it come, comes to <laughs> Seoul soul station
0: well like i said it can serve as a continuation but you have to be pretty creative with that in the sense that they have already had a huge outbreak in Seoul for the last i don't know 12 hours the entire night And then the people leaving the (laughs) Seoul station in the beginning of Train to Busan are completely oblivious of
1: this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's uh, there's supposed to be a military barricade just a few blocks away from from Seoul station. But you can go to, in in Train to Busan, you can actually walk all the way to Seoul station and not notice the military blockade. Right. (laughs) I, I, I guess the military just, you know, decided that this does not merit our time and they just packed their gear and went back
0: home. <laughs> I would like to talk about the way that the zombies work in this film. For one thing, of course, they are quite fast moving here, but uh, it's something that I want to come back to. But the the biting and how they affect the characters, I guess you noticed this, that somebody gets a scratch, turns into a zombie immediately. and
1: <laughs> Yeah, yep, yep, yep,
0: yep and then it's, it's yeah.
1: al- almost like somebody sees a zombie and and you know the outbreak spreads
0: right and then there is one homeless guy who gets bitten in the neck and is able to manage with it for at least i don't know 45 minutes
1: yeah and and then there's that 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 one cop who gets some kind of injury in his arm when when he and and the three homeless persons lock themselves in the jail cell and he can fight off the infection for something like solid Five minutes,
0: and which is a very interesting setup. Once again, in a way that <laughs> the, apparently the homeless people, as the movie wants to say, are even worse to the society than the zombies. As we see the guard or the policeman guarding himself against the horrible homeless people instead of the zombies.
1: Yeah, and and when, when it comes to when it comes to the the film drawing a, a societal message or making some kind of a statement societal statement I I did feel that that the two instances where it worked the best was a in in the immediate beginning of the movie when when that I maybe well these films Space and zero is is working towards, towards the station and the two youngsters are uh, uh, showing disregard, towards him that the first one to start, uh, goes to him and of, of, first offers help, but once he notices that the person uh, that he is a ho- homeless man, immediately turns away and you know walks walks back to his friend and is, uh, says something like, "Well, I would have helped him had he been in." And uh, the dude is bleeding from his goddamn neck. That that is the first instance where I did think that the subtle message did work. At least partly. And the second moment for me was the, the jail cell scene that you mentioned, where, where the cop is, is, is treating the, the homeless people who he is locked with in, in the jail cell as, as an, as an extreme suspicion and, and all, almost to a point where he regards the homeless as a larger threat than the zombie horde outside of
0: self Okay, because when it comes to your first point, I felt that it was a little bit too much in your face and not anymore anywhere under the surface. It was just clearly insinuated that, that yeah, yeah okay, we get it, societal messaging, these guys don't want to help a homeless person in any situation whatsoever because they are the stinking hobos.
1: It, it is, it is. You, you are absolutely right with that sentiment. It, it, is, it is painfully in your face. <laughs> it, it's not subtle at all. N- not the slightest. But that, that's the moment where the film actually makes at least some kind of a message. It, it, it takes the message and wraps it in your face. Certainly yes, but at least now we have a message
0: and it, the film also touches on family dynamics to an extent. you can see this more clearly when we get to train to Busan where we once again have not well well, this is of course not father and daughter situation but then we move on to train to Busan where we have the daughter and father dynamic. Uh, Something like this, and you will see that it's something that will also repeat in Peninsula once we get there. Uh, Dysfunctional family, perhaps, is what he also wants to show here in Train to Busan, for sure. And um, Maybe it's something that he wants to trace to the map and kind of try to fix it on his part via films.
1: I I do get the feeling that that's uh, something that... Sung Ho wants to do is he wants to criticize the pre given notion that South Korean people and, and with that out of the way, Asian people in general are extremely polite all the time, polite and kind. And watching Seoul Station and later on watching Train to Busan, I haven't yet seen Peninsula. But, you know, co- coming from these two films, I, I do get the feeling that this is, this is something that, that Sung Ho wants to kind of uh, showcase to the world. That the Asian people, and, and sou- more specifically South Korean people, they ain't as kind and polite as as we in the West want to believe. Pol-
0: there was a website, uh, Miss on scene. Very smart. Miss on scene. Haha. <laughs> which stated that, quote, These responses by authorities and ordinary people, violence and denial, are based on the 2014 Sewol ferry disaster, where 300 passengers died on a sinking ferry as the captain and crew rode away to safety, and the 2015 MERS outbreak, where schools shut down and people panicked because of government and public health officials' secretive handling of the, dis- of the situation. Uh, message control was a priority in both crises, with the government even disseminating misinformation, end quote. And now kind of fitting to watch this during the COVID time. You can see some parallels.
1: You, you kind of can. There is an outside force that the institution is kind of powerless against. Then there are the, the not yet diseased population who makes a complete ass of themselves and, and well, <laughs> pretty much is a dead set on making c- certain that we don't get rid of, rid of the, the epidemic. And then, then you have the, the situation where pa- basically the situation tur- turns everybody into a horrible asshole. It really looked
0: like that when the outbreak started for sure. When people were panicking and panic buying. All the shelves almost empty, and you started to feel like this is some kind of a zombie situation. Maybe I should get some food before, before you know. It's it's like a chain reaction, Domino's.
1: It, it is, it is. The first checker starts to hold toilet paper and tuna fish, <laughs> which means it means that oh, oh, of course, of course, the quantity is in store for a moment starts to drop, which means that the next person also starts to hold the exact same shit. And all of a sudden you have this business, business circle going on. And then two weeks go by, and the store gets new set of toilet paper and tuna fish.
0: I liked that one guy on, was it Finnish TV? On Finnish TV news, who yeah, said yeah, we're in Finland, we're prepared we have, our supplies are not running out as, as fast as people might think. So, I don't know, the message that I got is that the Finnish food supplies are zombie-proof. Uh,
1: they are, uh, actually, they, they are pretty damn-proof. I, I, I don't know if we would have even more drastic situation that would drag on for months where that would lead us. But we do have pretty good backup plans when it comes to epidemics, you know, global pandemic.
0: What do you think about the uh, zombie genre? How how this uh, sits up next to the other competitors? Of course, zombie films have been done to death, but there's always some films that make some new, innovative ideas. Well, uh, we have seen the slouching zombies, George A. Romero style. We have seen the running zombies, for example. Here, super intelligent zombies. What do you feel is the most uh, effective type of zombie? I think. At the end of the day, it's all about the execution, right? Uh,
1: to me, it doesn't really matter because to, to let you in on a little industry genre secret, the fact is, zombies are fucking terrible horror movie villains. <laughs> like, absolutely the worst. And I, I would say, any good zombie film has the has the brains to be not about the zombies themselves. That the main kind of a force that or or, or the main purpose that you can get out of the zombie is is precisely the human drama and what it means human characters of of your story zombies work as a as a kind of a deus ex machina or, or some kind of a tour de force outsider influence which has two main purposes in your story. The first one is to collapse the civilized society and make certain that uh, your traditional safety nets ceases to work. And the the second one is to create a threat that will, uh, that, that is able to follow your survivors, that is able to every now and then, you know, hide in close vicinity. So, that the random character X wanders into a room and starts checking the corners and misses the one zombie in the room, which, once again, you know, means that in that close unit, your survivor's form, all of a sudden the, the outbreak situation, you know, starts over because now that character X has been beat and the rest of the group has to somehow deal with the situation. But when, when it comes to working as a as a as a, a standalone entity or or a force, zombies do not really work. They quite often they are they are they are stupid as bags of hammers, and they don't move that quickly. And you know they they are pretty much they 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 are dangerous in in masses, and that's about it. So because of that, I, I myself, I, I strongly believe that that it's a good zombie fiction is not about how the zombies work and what the zombies do, it's what the zombies causes for the survivors and about, about the, the different dynamics and different personalities within the survivor group clashing against each other and the more hideous aspects of those characters starting to surface. As they now are, yeah. struggling for resources, resources and safe place.
0: So you're kind of going actually, kind of against of what. Well, it, I didn't state that I would prefer it the other way. But the issue that I feel is with this kind of a um, zombie dramas, let's say, as dramas, if you will, is that they might just cheapen your your baddie to a level of that it's. You, you can't really tell what it is if it's a zombie flick or if it's uh Bold and the beautiful
1: um yeah yeah I, I am more driven to the to the drama between the characters I'm, I'm most definitely in the drama camp the the problem with the drama like you stated is that you you can overdo the the, the drama to a point where it it becomes like you said an episode of *Bald and the Beautiful and that's that's kind of going too far i i would say that that zombies work really well in a in a standalone film or or the or, or the confines of a movie you can, you can take hour and a half to two hours uh of a story and you know tie it with with your zombies maybe even be able to do sequels if you are willing for example follow different set of set of survivors in a different environment. This is this is, this is kind of the George R. Romero road route, route where every film is set in different locations and different times of the epidemic. But where where Walking Dead, I would say, fails the most is that and, and in here I have to point out, I haven't really watched the scene much. So I don't know what, what happens in the later seasons. But something that I, I did notice with the, with the series is that from season two onwards, they, at least in my opinion, they start AMC, the production house of the series, it started to cut down, uh, cut down on the budget, which meant less creepy zombies because they were more and more just you know an extra who has gray painting in his face. And in fact, even less zombies appeared in the individual episode, which meant that they started to pan out the episode length and the season with the human drama. And because they were typically in season, they were locked down into one place—a farm, the prison—you name it. They didn't really move from place A to place B within that season. They just were constant in place X. It also meant that the drama really couldn't get new material and new food into it to to kind of keep it interesting. And instead, the characters were just, you know, making the same goddamn points when it came to the drama between them constantly two or three times in the course of the season you had the, a lot of these do you like me I you like you do you like me I like you type of situation or you say situations or situations where character some character is hella certain that another character is hiding some kind of a deep dark secret, mm-hmm. and this point just gets brought up again and again
0: yeah also in the uh, train of Busan and well the entire trilogy if you will we have the same thing that uh, the People are the carrying force of the story. Thankfully, that makes any movie actually work. But uh, you could say that the antagonists are much more entertaining than in your average zombie flick. At least uh, Train to Busan. That's that's probably that most people can agree with.
1: you you, you can you can have good zombies and you can have uh, horrib- horrific. And scary moments with your zombies. I'm not completely casting the zombies out when it comes to, to horror movies and say that they absolutely do not work as a as a horror film uh, film villain. But I, I, I would almost say that the zombies work, you know, uh as, as case by case antagonists. If if you have really good build-up and good camera work, a good sense of audio. Uh, stuff like that. In in that case, you can have uh, films that have really scary and strong zombie scenes and moments.
0: Mm.
1: Still wouldn't watch those films for the zombies themselves.
0: Yeah. Technically speaking, uh, <clears throat> Soul Station is quite a winner. I understand that the budget was really low, but they were able to make it look very good and comparable to, I would say, even some Japanese top animes. And I did like, for example, these moving shots in the corridors with this 3D effects. They looked pretty cool.
1: Okay, because I hated it then.
0: What happened with that that you hated?
1: Uh, When you watch enough anime, you you start to notice that uh, there are are things that, that especially anime TV series do. When they are on a tight budget, perhaps so on tight schedule. And you start to see these these small kind of cheats that they pull off, and I saw a hell of a lot of those in 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 Solar Station. The the characters that you get, they they are not really that detailed to start with. The environments are not really that detailed. They are pretty bland and pretty damn basic. Uh, there is a lot of a lot of movement from the characters, especially if they are in the background of a shot where it's animated like the, their shoulders r- r- rise up a bit. Just, just a hint, just a hint, and they, they lower. Just a, just a hint, just a tiny, tiny bit. So that it, th- there's some movement happens and it tells you that the character is breathing. So this animated scene has movement. But that movement, nothing like, it's, it's very easy and extremely cheap and extremely quick to animate. It doesn't really take anything from you to pull it off. Even I can fucking do that. and I, I am a, you know, layman's animator at best. There's also a lot of scenes where, where the camera pans in a way that it's easy to to call notice that that's simply, you know, Done by having having the computer program that you are using to animate the film, you know, just just pan out or in and well, 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 the the movement, in my opinion, when it comes to the animation, how the characters move pretty bad Uh, at times. It's almost like they are floating in the goddamn air and their feet are not touching the ground. And you also notice in in larger group moments and shots of the film that you have only like two or three characters who make any kind of a movement, even if it's something as simple as just waving your hand. You have a couple of those characters making that, and the rest of the characters just are still moving, not not at all. So I, all of these, to to me, these are telltale signs of a uh, of a budget-stricken animation, cheap animation, quick animation, and lazy animation.
0: I checked that the budget of the film was most likely 576k in dollars. I didn't find those issues that you saw, although I'm pretty quick to usually note in Japanese Japanese anime that the, the, there are... Kind of a lazy shortcuts, but I noticed that the, the frames are not completely full of action all the time, but that kind of fits the film as the landscapes are a little bit rough and realistic. So, yeah, yeah, here they are. Yep, I'm going to push you to the lake.
1: Go for it. You, you, you have my blessing. <laughs> go have a swim. Go have a swim
0: first of your life. No, really. Go, 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 go. One day I'm gonna push you there. What kind of irritated me about the plot? Minimalistic uh, amount is the uh, that how the plot kind of. Bumbles on with the boyfriend and the girlfriend, calling each other every now and then and checking where are you now, where are you now, and for the love of God, there's even this scene where the ambulance is fallen down on its back, and uh, the girlfriend escapes with the home homeless guy. And in the ambulance, she had just made the call to the boyfriend that yeah I'm yeah, yeah 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 I'm on my way to the ambulance. Once they get out of the ambulance, the phone is still intact but she doesn't have the slightest thought in her head to try to call her boyfriend to say that maybe you shouldn't go to the hospital. And then they go to the hospital and almost get eaten by the zombies. And a second thing is that they kind of carry on the plot with the cell phone and the guy just taking the boyfriend wherever they go. is trying to follow the girlfriend to random directions so a bit lazy effort to put the people in locations
1: yeah i, I was i was losing my mind Goddamn damn cell phone. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, honest, honestly god i from from halfway onwards with the film i was actually hoping that someone would just you know pick up a brick and just gave their girls headache wow. I, I i was fed up with the character and and the constant the, the, the constant incapability of using the goddamn fucking phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they spend godless amount of minutes like, where are you now? I'm here. Okay. And then they just keep staying in the location and wondering about yeah, the cell phone it, it, call.
1: And yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a 90-minute it's it's film that could have been done in 15 minutes. <laughs> if the girl just would have had the two goddamn brain cells to call her boyfriend and say, hey, I am in place X. Hey, I, I, am, I am in the two blocks behind the police station and just stay
0: put. But even when she does that and announces where she's located, she's doing that in a fashion that all the zombies in the vicinity will come and follow her.
1: Yeah, yeah, she is. And and when whenever you know she is not fumbling it up with the cell phone, well then she's crying. Yep. And and these two character traits culminates in her when she's both on her cell phone and crying.
0: Yeah. And disconnected permanently.
1: And and for the life of me, I I was never able to figure out why the boyfriend is so interested on in finding her. Like, <sighs> there's kind of a two realms when it comes to the boyfriend. Well, first of all, something that we have to establish is that the boyfriend is a horrible piece of shit, as is every character in the movie. And before the outbreak starts, the boyfriend breaks up with the girl, because the girl is not okay with, with her boyfriend pimping her out. The stranger's online. They they have a, hey they have this this falling out boyfriend making the case that I never wanna see you again etc. And and then the boyfriend runs into the the pimp daddy and from the, this point onwards uh, the the whole boyfriend girlfriend dynamic starts to get really wonky. Because on, on a technical level, you kind of can make the argument that the reason why boyfriend is interested in, in the girl is, is because he is with the pimp daddy and the pimp daddy is trying to, to break, break the boyfriend's legs or his spine or, you know, any given body part unless the girl is found. That is pretty sound logic, I must admit. But then on on sentimental and emotional level, the film somehow starts to argue that the boyfriend is looking for the girl because he loves and cares for her. And this is some kind, kind of a I'm trying to reconnect with my lover type of situation, which makes no goddamn sense in the breakup that just happened.
0: Well, people change their opinions all the time and especially during, uh, during zombie outbreaks or, or any kind of emergency situations. So I'm not that surprised at all. I'm though more surprised why the boyfriend is even willing to meet the so-called father so willingly during this crisis. Connects with him and and then you even see kind of a, some warmth coming from this pimp in the car. They're starting to kind of connect you, feel, And then by the end... <laughs> the guy is slashing his throat out.
1: Yeah, yeah. And a- as far as I was able to understand this this thematical change that happens with the pimp daddy in course of the film, it w- once again, this is a bit vicious of me, but I'm pretty damn certain that that's only so that the film can draw out its epic plot twist the end of the film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. During the car ride scenes, as you noted, that the pimp daddy starts to warm up and and or he starts to it it looks like he's warming up and softening a bit and forming a bond with the uh, uh, boyfriend.
0: Definitely not an accident. It's intentional. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and once you get to the plot twist of the film it, it, it no longer serves serves any purpose, and the, the only reason I see for that is to you know drive to the audience as the image that yeah the dude really is is the girl's father for for real. See,
0: there's uh, it also doesn't quite make sense when in the beginning of the film we see the pimp attacking the boyfriend in several ways and telling him how terrible of a care he has taken of the of the kid. And oh then...
1: yeah, yeah, those moments, yeah, when when, when they get to the the, the whole hotel where where the boyfriend and the girl have has has been staying. For and example. Yeah, he starts to make the remarks that this is a rat hole. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah. Like, 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 what, what, what? The the brother that he runs is some kind of luxury apartment. <laughs>
0: well, Henrik. W- what tickled your fancy in this film?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I actually don't know. I, I, outside of those those two in-your-face social commentary moments, I, I really don't know.
0: Yeah, those social commentary moments that had some cohesion. But it's kind of a quick, fun watch. Nothing earth-shattering. I think it's still worth a look for any horror or anime fans out, out there although I would still stand my ground that it doesn't have much to say but it has a setup up and kind of a final delivery
1: I on my end I'm kind of completely the opposite I I want and I do not recommend this film to, well to anyone really I, I was mostly bored with so stationed to, to that point where when I was checking this for the second time I was already struggling to even to stay awake oh yeah like, like didn't work at all for me and I it, it it doesn't work as a horror film it it in my opinion it doesn't work as a as a prequel to Strange Busan it it doesn't work as a as a social commentary and it doesn't work as a zombie movie so in in my opinion this is most definitely a skippable feature
0: Mm, well, instead of seemingly unconnected scenes, I would make the locations count more here. Like, why are they precisely in the locations they are in? Of course, this is like uncontrollable plague, and you just have to go somewhere with the characters. But it feels exactly like that. It's like an amusement park ride with nothing further in it, and that's what it is. It's just a fun ride, if you will.
1: And I wasn't amused. Oh, dear. Like, you, you know, we put we, we our heads when it came to, to zombie entertainment on, on this podcast previously. <laughs> Things were said. And, and let me iterate and, and say it for the record. I do actually think, I, I, honest to God, like I, I'm not trolling you, man. I, I, I know where you stand when it comes to zombie strippers. I, I'm not tr- <laughs> trying to start a fight. I'm not trolling you. I'm 100% honest and sincere when I state that I felt that zombie strippers had more to say than Soul Station. Take that as you will.
0: Okay. Well, I can I can see how you would say that. <laughs> but um, it's
1: it's okay. This is okay. It's okay. But... <laughs> oh, no, <I'm>, it's not. <laughs> this, this is not. This is not. Zombie strippers is okay. This is not. But at the this same... doesn't even have teeth And this is supposed to be about <laughs> prostitution
0: There we go again <laughs> But I'm sure you have better things to do as well Than to, than to watch Soul Station So take it as, as you will If you have nothing better to do I mean I think it that didn't do anything Particularly wrong But it wasn't incredibly pleasant either But Why not Give it a try
1: yeah by, by all means, by all means. Go go on and check out Soul Station and then come back to our Facebook page to, to tell Carly how I was right.
0: <laughs> well if you want to spend some more time with zombies somewhere else than in a strip club, then this might be your thing.
1: You you talk, uh, talking about the film or the podcast. Because both are pretty brain dead entertainment, I must give you that. Oh yeah?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You really know you're watching Soul Station when there's a mysterious satanic looking red cross every now and then and lighting up the cityscape
1: You really know you're watching Soul Station when you are undead with only the most primitive of functions driving you and you can't decide do you run or walk. Run or walk. Run or walk
0: (laughs) or do you close the door? Or not?
1: Do Do you actually eat brains, or do you not? Do you push the dog to the lake, or not? Yes, you do.
0: <laughs> Three adjectives to describe the film.
1: From from my end, it's it's boring because I I was like like I said like I said almost fell asleep during my second viewing. It's it's cheap. Because of all all my gripes with the animation, and it's so, so lacking. Because I from, from this film, I I felt that there was some. It, it's hard to say why the social commentary of the film fails so miserably as it does. But I'm I'm almost getting the feeling that it, it is because the director wasn't fully in. It. So, yeah. To me, this this smells like on Cartem afterthought, something that that you, you were really interested about making Train to Busan that that was the film you wanted to make. And after you made Train, Tra- Train to Busan or during the production, you you get the got the idea or someone gave you the idea that hey, did you know that today these the multimedia franchises are all the raves? Let's actually, just look what they do in the West. There is this called thing called Dead Space. It's a game, but it's a comic. It's an animated films. It's a book scene. and this is kind of the desperate attempt to do something like that.
0: Well, actually, the, this was in production before Train to Busan, so this was done somewhere in 2014, 2015, and uh, it it was also pushed out in the film festival, if if I understand. A few months before Train to Busan, I couldn't find information why it happened like this, that he's doing an anime and, uh, and pushing it out, and then he's doing this live-action version right away. Uh, did it maybe ha- happen like this, that he suddenly got the deal that, okay, we greenlight you the, the Train to Busan as, as well. And then he was kind of in the mid- midst of two projects, and uh, maybe Soul Station suffered as a product.
1: Or maybe this has been some kind of a, you know, I, I I don't know, a hype machine type of thing. Like he he, the director has been thinking about going to to train to Busan, to production houses, and to have some kind of a prototype of what that film could be. He also started to show sketches and. And some animated scenes from Soul Station, and at some point, just you know, ended and uh, ended up finishing the film. But it's hard to say. I I don't know what what the, what in God's name happened in during the production of of Soul Station, but I do know that the film should have been pushed on the back of the shelf and never brought up.
0: And once again, I can't understate it in any way. I should overstate it in every possible way I guess I should state it that uh, that this film has if you compare it to the first feature films, The Fake and The King of Pigs these are some films that clearly ha- have something to say but this film clearly nothing really so it kind of buggles the mind and uh, when you think about how much this train to Busan made compared to his first two films, it's quite staggering to think about, uh, because the first two features amounted to just 5% of Train to Busan's opening day cross.
1: <laughs> yeah, Train to Busan was, was kind of a self-printing money-making machine of, of South Korean film industry when it came out. Uh, during this course of three episodes, when we are looking at the, the Whole oh, up to the up to this point. Busan zombie trilogy. It's kind of interesting to see. Does the, the bankroll of Train to Busan somehow show up in for yeah. better or worse?
0: Here we go again with franchises. Oops.
1: Yeah, it, we just can't fucking escape them.
0: Yeah. It started with an idea that we do Train to Busan and Peninsula, but we were oblivious of of this little gem soul station so rightfully so henrik wanted it, it to be included here so i'm pushing it to you you were the one who suggested it
1: i i i did uh, i i insisted that we also co- cover soul station if we are going to cover train to busan in in my defense in my defense once again, I I hadn't seen this film previously, so I I didn't know exactly how bad it's gonna be. <laughs> but but I, I I'm still I'm I'm still holding out hope, not having seen Peninsula yet. That once we get to Peninsula, we can actually see some kind of a how this all works as a franchise type of thing. Hopefully,
0: if we ever get to Peninsula, it's. It, it still remains to be seen if it's still going to be in finished theaters when we get there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this was, I, I, I must admit, um, Soul Station, even though it most definitely did not work as a movie, it wasn't interesting uh, to, to see as, as a case study or as an example of zombie horror anime and kind of seeing that it didn't work. Like at all, and there might be actually something to to ponder upon and think back to. Why I- I- exactly zombie horror anime did not work? That does mm. Soul Station it, its miserable failure mean that when it comes to to horror or at least to zombie horror anime is is kind of a territory that you just shouldn't take?
0: Yeah, I don't feel that I'm as much involved with the characters when they are anime here but still i think they did a pretty good job with that and also with the way that the zombies look i did like that one
1: okay because i i once again i have to disagree okay on on all accounts i i also thought that most of the zombies pretty bad like you, 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 you have a dude who has a red stain. Woo.
0: <laughs> Hollywood Reporter said, "A simple, thrilling ride through a fiend-infested world."
1: I, 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 I agree with simple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is uh, this next one is uh, Google translated from a Korean review, so it might be a little off, but. I got this one. Quote, Rather than Busan, the message goes up and the fun goes down. I think both both go down.
1: I I would say too. Like like what I remember from Train to Busan. I, sometime that I've seen that film. I I do have a recollection that Busan actually has a stronger, more cohesive and more interesting societal statement.
0: That'll be up next. This review, by the way, was from Nam Wung Kheo from Cine21, if I got that name correct at all. Did you have any favorite quote?
1: No, no, actually, I I, I didn't. So just in order to, to fill out the template, I forced myself to pick dirty monsters, I kill you all. <laughs> other by the cop in, in the jail cell. <laughs> It, it's, it's not really a good quote. I didn't think, think that the film was quotable at all, but you know, have to pick something. That That is is the one line that stands out for me.
0: Well, there is this one police commander in chief that gets half attacked by the pimp, but he ra- reacts rather calmly to the situation and diffuses it and says, quote, the whole situation is rather unusual. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah, understatement of the decade. <laughs> this, this is slightly not normal for us.
0: <laughs> All right, would it be time to throw yep into the lake?
1: Most definitely, go for it.
0: Okay, let's see how this works.
1: There he goes. Went fine. Bye bye, bye bye, Jeppe. I'm I'm i I'm, I'm sorry that your your last film that you ever heard us to cover was for Soul Station. <laughs> when, when it comes to your uh, absolutely dramatic droning, you can blame this movie for that.
0: <laughs> Just to clear up with uh, animal activists, Jeppe is still fine and reach the shore.
1: Oh my god, you, you, you are, you are as, as much of a, you know, horrible <laughs> death cock tease as soul
0: <laughs> Alright, some more teasing next up next week. It's going to be Train to Busan. Thanks for visiting our little tiny production. As usual, we exist in several places, connected via the cables of the world. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram and the flicklab.com Leave us a rating if you feel would be greatly appreciated to lift up our ranks and not only being the case that whenever I get the weekly updates after recommending someone, for example, the United Arab Emirates that, hey, maybe you should listen to the show, then I see in the top podcasts of iTunes the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> <laughs> Which wouldn't be so bad if I only knew how little listeners we have
1: <laughs> well who who knows maybe if you play your guards right here, you can some become the next oil sheep,
0: yeah, like that guy from Kalajarvi or where that guy was from that the Finnish oil shake
1: i i i, I haven't heard heard this story and.
0: this guy came famous because of the TV show Karpola on Asia who is a Finnish guy if you don't know if you're not Finnish you don't know who this guy is but he is the guy who goes to interview people and get nice scoops around the country or did there's gonna be actually a documentary film about him later on but (laughs) and his career but this yeah this was an oil oil shake who thought that he was a proper proper oil shake he did some oil Refinement processing of oils, and uh, nobody was basically buying his oil. He had some ridiculous prices on them. He finally went fully cuckoo, and he he purchased some kind of a suit to look like a proper oil shake.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
0: and you know, and the story goes that his his oil would have, uh, of course, fixed you of cancer and diabetes or. All kinds of ailments. <laughs> and at that point, of course, it was a court case, but it was deemed, which is, I guess, not anymore so much funny, but it was deemed that he is Suntaketan. So. Uh,
1: okay, so. So he made he the case that, that he's mentally disabled.
0: Yeah, me- mentally something. And was found some years ago around his block. Dead. The story doesn't tell what happened to his wife. Would be nice to know. But he uh, se semmonen suomalainen a Yeah,
1: yeah. Stay Finland, Finland.
0: <laughs> to these thoughts and images. See you next week.
1: Until then. Mikä on mela englanniksi? missä kontekstissa?